welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. Today, me and Kane are going to talk you through how to revive a dead podcast. I'm not talking CPR. Is it CPR? It yeah. is CPR. I was about to say CPM. <laughs> We've been talking about sponsorship too much. I'm not talking CPR, but how you can get that spike in listeners and get your podcast basically active and growing again if it's plateaued or died. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween special, how to revive a dead podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Smash. Right. Uh, this is actually inspired because I had a conversation with somebody today. I did a consultation on reviving a dead podcast. So it's fresh in my mind. I'm not going to name drop them, but I'm going to tell you all the mistakes they made or have been making and how we're going to rectify it. So, first of all, this was a seasonal podcast. They were doing like near enough a season a year. I think they've been going about 18 months. They've done two seasons. They're thinking about doing another one, or they are doing another one, planning currently. And it was basically hemorrhaging listeners because it's three co-hosts. One of them is in PR and marketing and does social media. So they were doing, they were on podcasts, apps, audio, those on YouTube. Then they got a great deal on the studio. Their quality of production was amazing. Really, really good. One of them co-hosts was a producer and an editor. So they're good cameras, good mics, good editor, good, somebody to do socials. Amazing. Issue number one is they were doing really sporadic seasons. And the problem that it's doing is that their marketing's working and they're sort of got their head against the wall thinking, why am, why is this not working? Why is it not growing? It's like, well, it is. Your marketing's working. But the fact that you're doing like two seasons over 18 months or whatever it was, like you're just losing all of those listeners. You're putting new ones in and then losing old ones. Because podcast listeners are creatures of habit. They normally associate a podcast episode with a task they're doing, driving, gym, in the shower, whatever. So most people associate, if you say what is like the average podcast, what does it look like? Then most people say interview one hour a week, right? Every week. So if that's kind of near, and I know others work, but if that's pretty much what people are expecting, then you need to really be upping the frequency. Even if it's not ideal, it's once a fortnight, but if it's once a week, minimum, right? So if you're, consistently recording once a week, you're going to retain that audience. The main problem being here is increase your frequency to match what your audience wants. So that way, if you're doing decent enough content, they're not leaving you. And if you're doing the marketing, which they were, you're going to just keep topping up rather than add in and they come out. Yeah, good point. Um, I know. We've said, we've said before the difference between seasonal and ongoing is seasonal tends to be easier ongoing seems to get better results and it is because like you say people are creatures of habit right so if you are doing a season don't leave it ages between your season unless you've got loads of budgets put in a big ad campaign before every single season you do I think like if you're doing seasons eight on four or six off something like that that's good and then you can increase your quality of production because within those sort of four weeks off you can do some recaps of the last season some teasers for new seasons make them themed and you can do like big promos and, and, and trailers and things like this. They were literally just doing seasons because like, I, I want the summer off. So, okay, well. And then what they was doing, the second mistake is there was overly batch recording. Now having a good bank of content is amazing, but when you're doing four or five episodes in a day, after episode two, content shit. Genuinely, you're so drained and bored and it's just, taking too much unless you're us and we do short content if you're doing an hour it's well yeah we can although that said we've done what six episodes in one sitting and i can imagine those last two were a bit they were a bit of a struggle exactly and that was purely because we were 
we didn't plan ahead enough and we were going away and we had to get them done. Had a lovely time in Thailand. Yeah, lovely. Thank you for asking everyone. <laughs> hope, hope you're not jealous. <laughs> Follow the show. <laughs> so if you sneak Follow it in, the show so I can go again next If you year. sneak it in, then they can't skip the call to action. Just follow the show. <laughs> next episode, when you're talking halfway through, I'm just going to scream down the <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> but you can see the energy was really lacking. So the number one thing that's going to get people to come back, share it, refer it to other people is the content's actually decent and they're entertained, educated, whatever. But oh Christ, it was dull. It was getting it was getting bad, and you could tell which ones were which. So, fine. It, I think most people can probably do maybe two episodes in a day. Anything more than that, especially back to back, your brain's just not designed to Particularly work. If you're interviewing as well, because exactly. you've got to think. Like I don't really have to think when I'm talking to you. After time, I don't think you ever think when you talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's easier when you're just two co-hosts chatting for 15 minutes. You could do a bit more, but if you're doing like 45 minute hour long interviews where you got to think of questions and talking points, and you're actively listen engaged in the conversation it it definitely takes it out of you oh lot. yeah for sure now next thing i was doing wrong was they was putting the hashtag episode number and then the guest's name and then it's just like so the titles were just filled with so much fluff that the actual um topic you wouldn't know about it's funny because she's like, oh we recently interviewed um such and such can't even remember the name which is good um the most successful uh, female person that's got investment on Dragon's Den. So, okay, lead with that. Yeah. I was like, good start. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, start with that. I was yeah. like, I, immediately after she told me, I forgot the person's name. I didn't know who they were. When the credentials are bigger than their name, it's always better to put that first. I mean, if it's exactly. a name that everyone recognizes the name, go for it. That's exactly what I said to them was if the name of your guest is Jesus Christ or Oprah Winfrey, probably start with that. But <laughs> just. <laughs> If not, just game barren, then put some credentials. credentials yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your babysitter, number one. <laughs> so that was the next thing. Uh, show notes were really, really short. Very, you know, they spoke about this. So I always say to people, just follow the structure of ours. Blurb, key takeaways, um, key quotes, things like this, useful resources, links. But it's really, it's the top half. And the biggest thing was links to other episodes that are similar if you've got the same guest on twice link to that episode if you're talking about similar things or the same topic then you know link to those other episodes then that is a, a sufficient amount of show notes and i said change your titles change your show notes you're going to be become more searchable then increase your volume of content again we know that's kind of how the search works on a lot of the podcast apps it's just how many times these words appear in titles of show notes would we'll put the words in more times on each episode and then do more episodes. Especially niche words. So certain words like the word entrepreneur is in every oh, yeah. podcast ever. But if you've got something really specific, I mean, it's very hard for us because we've got a podcast about podcasting. Oh, right? yeah. But, that's um, say you've got a podcast about cameras, then get the word camera in the show notes as much yeah, as possible. Specific models, yeah, specific models, lenses, yeah. things like this. All software. the relevant words that are niche. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can always go back and we've done it before. People on our team have done it. I remember Aaron when he was here done it for Rob's podcast, I think. Oh, not Rob's podcast. Who was it? Yeah, um, went back and changed loads of the show notes and it spiked. So if you've got an hour or two spare and you fancy some tedious work, go and just change all your titles and show notes of your past 50 episodes. On that one, it was literally, there's like a hundred odd episodes, changed the titles and show notes, or no, just added the word scale or scale up in all of the show notes more. It's a bank holiday day weekend. It's three days past and it had gone up 20%. Journey's like, without doing anything really. So 
that's obviously nice to know ahead of time to kind of keyword stuff a little bit where it makes sense because then you don't have to spend a whole day going through 100 show notes but so that was um uh, another thing that was doing a little bit wrong and by the way these are all nothing against these people that weren't doing like anything massively wrong these are mistakes that tiny mistakes that a lot of people know but you don't know what you don't know which is why you listen and subscribe obviously to this show mm, follow. so you fo- right yeah like most people. follow exactly so the, the next thing is that artwork was good branding was good clearly got a good branding background but it was just um a tile with text which is fine but the text was like really small and oh, then it was just, just loads of color out there. So as I opened up my laptop and was like, okay, well, that looks okay. But now I look on the phone. It's tiny. I was like, just exactly what it is, but just text, bigger font. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you can also just do a complete rebrand as well, can't you? Rebrand, relaunch. We talk about launch strategy all the time. No point going into it in depth because if you've listened to more than three episodes, you've probably heard us talk about it. Um, but just doing some sort of competition, giveaway, launch, engaging people, changing something might change the name of your show, might change the artwork of your show, might change the format, might slightly pivot, whatever it is, or even just a celebration of something or other. It's easy to come up with something. Mm. 100th episode, 50th episode, 25th episode. like Or just, I want to rebrand the whole thing. Yeah, or it's your birthday. It doesn't even need to be your birthday. Who's going to know? Yeah, (laughs) could be Halloween. Just have three birthdays a year. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Halloween with a spooky episode. (laughs) Follow the show. (laughs) No, uh, and this is something that, I don't know if we've mentioned before. It definitely helps because I had three co-hosts. Takes a bit of time, but it's really worth doing because they were so active on social media and doing great clips, great production, amazing. Anyone that engages in your content, you can just have a copy and paste a message that you, co-host, VA, whatever, just goes in and says, thanks for engaging with my content. Really appreciate it. This is actually a part of a longer episode. Here's the link of the podcast if you want it. Like, the percentage of people that will go from liking or commenting from like a, a TikTok or an Instagram reel to going to listen and finding your podcast is probably less than 0.1% easily. But if you message them saying, thanks so much, here's the full version, that's massively going to increase. And if you're really active, you're posting pretty much every day on every platform and you've got a VA and you're getting lots of likes, comments, shares, things like this, and you can reach these people, just message them and say, hey, you might want to listen. You're not going to do it forever. But if you can get Hundred, you could easily get hundreds of new listeners to do that. And if you get hundreds of new listeners, they hit follow. They got you got the charts. Then you get put in front of hundreds of new people. Then the word of mouth. Then you start getting this snowball effect. And people do want to hack and the quick win. But sometimes just rolling your sleeves up a little bit. I'm say that you can literally be sat on your sofa on your phone. It's not exactly working in a mine, but it's just tedious work. But it works. Now. The final thing that I mentioned that I spoke to them about anyway was they were doing all of this. I said, scrap the YouTube. Keep it as a short channel, but you are promoting different links constantly. I was like, just focus on one. You can get a smart link that when people tap on it, it opens up whatever podcast app they're listening to. I said to them, I always share the Apple links. I like the Apple reviews. I like going up the charts, but just share one link. And if you're trying to grow and optimize youtube and you're trying to figure out thumbnails and tags and keywords and how long the edit should be and how to do a good intro that keeps people engaged on youtube and i was like yeah that's like three times the work of just an audio podcast and you're trying to do that with the audio podcast and the social media accounts like that's great youtube's amazing but 
Exactly. And if you're going to start with one, it should always be the audio. Like we mentioned, I've mentioned this to death, but when Rob from Disruptors interviewed Peter Schiff, so Peter Schiff is one of the guys that predicted the 2008 crash. He works on Wall Street. He's an economist. Like he's a respected name. We're going from getting tens, if not hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of views on YouTube to single digit hundreds or thousands because he said lockdown is bad for the economy. It's literally his job to comment on the economy. And it's fact. Like, <laughs> S&P fell through the floor. <laughs> Housing market going down. Inflation up. And it's like, he is literally in the position to be talking about those things. But the fact he said lockdown was like, bang. YouTube's like, nope, don't want that. So, but on the podcast, it's fine. That continues to grow. Good episode. Awesome. So, whilst you've got a smaller audience, you're starting off. You should really be focusing on building that audio audience that you can own nobody can take away from you if you promote just one thing that will grow much much quicker than having lots of things and then once it gets that sort of critical mass where you can control it and direct it and send it to different people you can be like oh i'm putting the full length version on youtube now so i feel like a lot of people fall in the trap and go oh my fans my listeners want youtube it's like you mean your hairdresser who listens to your podcast sent you a dm saying do you do it on youtube but when people say that to me i'm like yeah how many how much like because if I look on your podcast and you've got 200 people and you've got three DMs saying where's the YouTube version, I'd say to those three people, sorry, you're gonna have to wait. It can we talk about it all the time. There's no point trying to do a bit of everything. There's the amount of people who say, Oh, should I release a second podcast? It's like you haven't even got yeah. the first one. Yeah. <laughs> like just make sure you're consistent on Can I launch my Patreon before my podcast? Oh, don't. <laughs> who are you monetizing, huh? Yeah. Who's subscribing to your Patreon? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I'm just gonna lose my seven percent. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna make some money and then invest that in the production of the podcast. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's turned into a rant now, isn't it? Yeah, follow the show. Um, <laughs> Slick. I've completely lost my talking point. No, that that was the the bulk of the conversation I had with them. So it's very much 2080 on like in the depths of this podcast. You know, when we do one to ones, when we do training with people and stuff like, there's lots more really high level stuff that's like all of these one two percent changes. That is what I said to them. This is your 2080. This is not groundbreaking. It's not going to be really difficult. It's not really expensive. It's the 20% of the things you can do that's really going to give you 80% of the result. If you've got bigger, more clear branding, better titles and show notes so people know what they're actually going to get, more episodes, you're just going to become more discoverable. You're doing more content. That's really where you start because the content is good it gets worse when they bulk record. But other than that, the quality of the actual production and the content's good. That's normally the hardest thing. That's, I can't, I've struggled to fix that for people because like, you're just boring <laughs> and your camera and mics wank. So, <laughs> but they've got that bit down. So it's just increasing frequency and doing some better stuff with their copies. Easy fixes. Yeah, no, sounds good. I think that's the lot. Oh, it was a bit spooky this, wasn't it? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, we- <laughs>